Hey friends, this is Allison and Becky, and you're listening to Two American Bees in a Mexican Podcast. Woohoo! So hey everybody, we're excited to be with you again today. Today, in today's episode, we're talking about Thanksgiving and some things that we're thankful for, and we'll get to that in a minute, but we just want to make sure that you know that we're thankful for you. Thanks for listening to us and encouraging us. And we're excited to be up and running again this year. So have good time on your Thanksgiving meal and enjoy the podcast. So everyone, Thanksgiving is um, by the time this episode releases, will be this week. Woohoo! So we hope that you're already enjoying your Thanksgiving festivities. Yeah. Um, and before we really get into the podcast, I have some s- stories that happened to yes. us yesterday that we're so thankful for, and so I just have to share them. You do. You just have to share them. So the first one, it, it's kind of a, it was kind of a complicated situation. So here in Mexico, Hans was vaccinated with and he didn't get to choose the vaccine for he was vaccinated for covid and he didn't get to choose the vaccine he got it was just whatever they gave him that's what it was and it was kind of at the very beginning of vaccinations wasn't it because yeah. he was in education yeah they vaccinated their teachers early on so mm-hmm. it was i mean it was a while ago i think back in april was when he was vaccinated so the name of the vaccine that he got was cancino and little did we know at the time that CanSino never ended up being a vaccine that was approved by the World Health Organization. Mm. And so it was approved for use here in Mexico, but wasn't approved by the World Health Organization. So now, um, and then all this time, the border has been closed. So Hans hasn't been able to drive across the border. So now on, De- on November 8th, the witch... We're recording before November 8th happens, but you will hear this after November 8th. Mm -hmm. So on November 8th, the border opened again, but only to, if you're a non-citizen, you had to be vaccinated with a vaccine that was approved by the World Health Organization. And you had to have that vaccine to either drive or fly into the United States. So basically, and Hans wasn't eligible to get another vaccine in Mexico because he was already vaccinated. So... Basically, there was no possible way that we could see that he was going to be able to get a vaccine that would work for him to cross the border once the border opened again to non-citizens. So we were kind of stuck. We were thinking, I was imagining a life where my husband was never able to go, you know, visit family or anything. Or even just to get to go run errands in San Diego with me. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we did some research and there really wasn't anything we could do. It was like a catch 22. Is that the right? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> You're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> we were in between a rock and a hard place. That one I know for sure. <laughs> um, so we decided, you know what? Technically, if you have a medical reason to cross the border, you should, they were allowing non-citizens to cross for um, medical reasons. Mm-hmm. This was before the border reopened to non-citizens and non-residents. So I made him an appointment to get a vaccine in San Diego. And we printed out that piece of paper that said that he had an appointment to get a vaccine. And then we prayed a lot and asked God to just have open the border border for for us for him to get across. And the reason we wanted to get him across was so that he could get a vaccine that was approved 
by the World Health Organization. So then he would later be able to cross whenever. Um, Mm. So we prayed. We got our appointment and then asked my mom to be praying. And so we we had my mom, his mom, a bunch of people were praying for us um, right when we got to the border. And so we and we were we were nervous because worst case scenario would have been that he would have lost his visa and never been able to cross. And we have passes called sentry passes that lets us get across a little quicker and we could have lost those. Mm. I mean, that would have been we know people that that has happened to. Mm. So it would. Yeah, the whole thing with that century thing is that you are called a trusted traveler. So if they take it away, you know, it's like a black mark on your... Right, we're no longer trusted. So I would think that every time your car goes across the border, there would be like a red flag that you were once a trusted traveler and no longer are. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. If something goes bad at the border, yeah. Yeah. So we got into our car and we drove and we drove up to the up to the booth where the border um, patrol is, the United States Border Patrol. And I was nervous. I'm never nervous when I cross the border because no. I don't ever have a reason to no, be. And so yeah. I was trying to look like, you know, I was normal and everything and legal and everything was fine. And I handed kind of without even looking at the, it was a, a younger girl kind of without even, you know, I said hi and then just handed her, tried to not make eye contact and handed her our cards and she goes, wait a minute. And then my heart sank. Ugh. And then she goes, don't you guys organize youth camps in Ensenada? No. <gasps> and then both, it was like both Hans and I turned and yelled, yes, we do organize youth camps. <laughs> and she goes, I used to go to them and told us what her name was and told us the church that she used to go to and didn't even look at our cards. And we talked, you know, about 30 seconds. It was a quick conversation, but enough to tell her how happy we were to see her and and stuff. And so she handed our, our cards back to us, our IDs back to us and said, all right, well, have a great day. It was so oh great to see you guys. Goodness. I mean, millions of people cross the border every day, and there's, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of border guards. And for us to get that girl that one time, it was like our best case scenario was that we would have just been let across with, you know, without a hitch. But it was like God one-upped us and was like, not only (laughs) am I going to get you across, but you're going to get a little high five for (laughs) for just serving me. So anyway, it was, I don't know, it was unbelievable it was just that is so too much too much of a coincidence yeah too much too much really yeah and you know I want to add on to that that I've lived in Mexico for 28 years and I have never met anyone that I know at the border yeah ever us us either for the 15 years that I've been here I've never met a border guard that that's just a miracle that's just a god thing yeah it was it was really great so hans was able to get across got his vaccine that's recognized by the world health organization and he's feeling good okay well tell this i'm sure you got (laughs) what 20 feet from the booth and screamed what happened hans was screaming and i was my mom my mom was texting me like are you there yet what's happening are you there yet are you across and so i was like i have to tell my mom so hans is screaming and then i i burst into tears as i was leaving leaving my mom a voice message and it was oh my gosh it was just totally a god thing we were so grateful for that um that encounter oh that is awesome that is awesome yes and then 
<laughs> and then, yeah, God was really watching. I mean, he's always really watching out for us, but this trip especially. <laughs> so then Hans got vaccinated, which took a while. And so we decided to go out to dinner afterwards, a celebratory dinner. And um, we went to one place and that was like an hour long wait. So we left the car parked there. We were kind of in and out of the car a couple times and um, then went walked about a block to a different restaurant. And then as we're leaving the restaurant, Hans goes, OK, you've got the keys, right? And I said, no, you've got the keys, right? Ugh. Ugh. And so I so he's, you know, pulling out everything out of his pockets and I'm checking my purse and neither one of us had our car keys. Oh, no. And so I was thinking back and I realized, didn't didn't they get thrown on the driver's seat? Are they still on the driver's seat of our car? Is oh. our car still going to be there? Oh, my. So we paid for dinner and grabbed Maddie and ran back to our about. And it was a, like a block away to our car. So ran back. Oh, my god! And our car was there and it was unlocked and our keys were on the driver's seat and <laughs> nothing had been touched. Nobody broke in. No! <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, trip, the trip could have gone from really good to really bad really quickly, but it no. was all fine. It, it was, was all, all fine. Oh, yay. So we're so grateful for that, too. Thank you, God. Uh-huh. It fits in right with our Thanksgiving episode. It really does. It's a thankfulness one. Yeah. Yeah. So how are we going to do our thankfulness? To well, why don't you explain? Why do, do you want to explain sure. what we're going to do? Okay. So we decided that for this Thanksgiving podcast, we are going to talk about things we're thankful for from both of our cultures, from our Mexican culture and from our American culture. And I know that we've talked about that idea about one million times already on our podcast, but we think we have never actually made a list of what we like from either side. Yeah. And so we sat down and made lists and we're going to go one by one. And so who gets to start? Well, why, do, why don't you start? Because I think your first, the thing, first thing on your list was also on my list. Okay, well, of course, my first thing <laughs> that I love about Mexico is food. Food. <laughs> Mexicans can make anything taste good. Becky, Me they really anything. can. And they, it's like any kind of food, like food that you would eat at sit down and eat at a meal or even junk food junk mexicans food. are so good at making junk food taste Great. even better than it already does i know i know i mean i for example i mean jicama is fine jicama is mm. kind of eh. mm. it's kind of like a raw potato or something it's kind of, <laughs> it kind eh. of does, yeah. but mexicans take jicama and put lemon juice all over it and then put the chili and salt on top of it. Which sounds kind of weird, but it's try so it. so good. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do that same thing to a lot of fruit, like watermelon, yeah. mango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fruit that you would think, this is great. It does not need to be improved. It can't be improved it upon. It can't be. And then, then it, can. it can. And then it can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there'll be Mexican food in heaven. Oh, there has to be. There has to be. So that's my favorite. Well, yeah. how does it fit with you? Well, I just I love that um, everything, food and meals is just such an important part of mm. of the culture. Um, I think I mentioned this maybe at our Christmas episode, 
But um, I, one of the things I love is that my sister-in-law, my Mexican sister-in-law, she always will say, ooh, I want to eat this. <laughs> Let's plan a reason so to eat this, you know, <laughs> so the food comes first and then we pl- make a plan for how we're going to turn it into a party. But it just all revolves around the food that we want to eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Justin, my son was getting his some cement poured at his property and um, – he said that whenever they pour cement, it's just kind of a known thing that's going to be, you know, lots of hours of hard work. And usually someone brings like a carne asada to the event. And because I asked him, because there were pizza boxes all around, <laughs> he goes, well, well, we did pizza at our. <laughs> but I just thought that's just so classic because if you got an unpleasant task ahead of you, The Mexican culture just knows how to make everything a party and let's Mm -hmm. make it fun and we'll add some good food to it and we'll all be together and we'll all be in it together and it will just turn out fine. Yeah. And and, it does. And people end up having a good time and it's It's crazy. It is. Love love it. it. I do too. I love that. I do too. Okay. So should we go on to one from the U.S.? Yeah, let's, okay. I guess, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so my first one from the U.S. is I love and appreciate so much the U.S. Postal, postal Service. Some of, some of you might be thinking, how yeah. in the world could how you appreciate that? Yes, because I know it gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's got a bad reputation right now. But I'm telling you, if you live somewhere else in the world, you will come to appreciate the U.S. Postal Service and all that it stands for in all of its glory. Like, just amazing to get your letters from point A to point B in a small amount of time. Or get them at all. Or get them at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, people talk in the U.S. about the Postal Service losing stuff, but seriously, you know the ratio is is so much better in the United States. You mm-hmm. you can mail something with a certain amount of trust that is actually going to get there. I love yes. that. I do too. I do. Okay. Okay. So my turn. Yes. So something else that I love about the Mexican culture is the everyone the generosity generosity is something that i think is ingrained in the kids from a young age and people are people who have little to nothing are still so generous with the little that they have like well kids are taught so if you're eating a bag of chips or a bag of m&ms or whatever it is you offer them to everyone around you yes like when I when I first came to Mexico and I still do this sometimes. I used to wait till I was by myself or like in my car or something. <laughs> yeah. I would go hide to eat my snacks because I didn't want to share them. I know. But kids, like four or five year old kids, will just walk around. You know, they'll be eating a bag of chips and they offer one to every single person and they don't care if they're left with just a couple chips at the yeah. end. Yeah, it's just what you do. I've seen people and they they open something in front of other people and they offer it before they even take one for themselves yeah yeah. it's incredible Uh and and like you said it it goes all the way down to little kids that actually happens to be one of mine as well so Uh I'm just gonna take on here yeah go for it um like when I first came I would go to birthday parties that would obviously have piñatas and I would see little kids pick up a bunch of candy and turn around to their brothers and sisters and give some to them I couldn't so believe sweet. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, 
it's a quality, it's a characteristic that Mexicans put into their children mm-hmm. from a very young age. And they just know that that's part of the culture. Yeah. And like you said, my son used to buy, when he wanted to buy something at school like a bag of chips he always tried to buy two so he'd have one that he could just <laughs> share a, with everyone and then one that it. he could eat for himself <laughs> because my kids are having American side to them <laughs> that's a good way to do it yeah so your pinata talking about the pinata reminded me of a fun pinata story can I go tell for it, it? Yes, okay tell. so it was Maddie's one of Maddie's first pinatas it was like the first one where she was kind of old enough to realize what was going on mm-hmm. um and she also knew at this point in time that she did not like spicy candy and knew which of the candies were spicy, but she knew that her poppy did like spicy candy. Uh-huh. So she, so they broke the pinata, and the first piece of candy that she was able to grab was a piece of spicy candy. So she immediately stands up and like starts running around looking for Hans. And I think Hans had gone out to the car to Aww. get something, so he wasn't there. Aww. But she was running around yelling, Poppy, Poppy, Aww. because she wanted to give this piece of candy to him. So by the time she found him and gave him the piece of candy she went back and all the candy pinata candy was gone but everyone had seen what was happening oh. and so uh, then all you know all the other kids like gave her a handful of candy oh. out of their bags isn't that sweet oh that's the best it was oh, so sweet that's so the best and I'm going to tell one more story yeah. and it's actually not my story to tell but it's my friend Martha's story she said when she came down someday we'll have her on here and we'll have her tell the story herself but she went to some very poor neighborhood and a woman came out of her house and offered her food and it was cactus nopales Uh in a in a tortilla with chili and stuff and Martha knew that she knew that she knew that this was all the woman had in her home and she gave it away. That's incredible. And, and that is the rule rather than the exception here. Right. It's just such a generous country. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I love that about Mexico. Okay, tell one about the U.S. Okay, so one of the first thing that I thought of about things that I'm thankful for about the U.S. culture is it's a lot more acceptable in the U.S. for women to be independent Mm -hmm. or for women to live on their own. I lived on my own for a couple of years down here in Mexico before I was married, and that was like, I just, people thought it was crazy that I even wanted to live by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's, you know, it's not a bad thing to not be independent, but I kind of enjoy my being independent and feeling like I can mm-hmm. I can live by myself and be fine or I can change my own tire and I'll be mm-hmm. fine yeah yeah that is a big difference mm-hmm. yeah okay well one of mine for the U.S. is okay I'm gonna get in another pot of hot water however you say that <laughs> phrase but I really love the public school system in the United States. Yeah. I'm kind of scared to say that. I'm sorry for all of you that are now screaming at the <laughs> podcast, but but again, it it's it's just got so much good about it compared to other places in the world. It really does. It's not perfect it's by not any perfect, means, but no. Yeah. No, but there's so much benefit in an American public school. They cover all the subjects. They try mm-hmm. and, you know, have a low teacher load. Um you don't the parents don't have to pay for supplies, right, for school supplies. Right. 
Right, like you do here. Yeah. Um, another thing I know you and I have talked about is there isn't a good system in Mexico for substitute teachers. That is a correct statement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like when Hans um, was in the classroom, he's in, administ- in, in administration now, but when he was in the classroom, he would have to find his own substitute teachers. And if he couldn't find one, he would just they would have to cancel class for that day just send a note home and say tomorrow there's no school for this particular class I just remember my kids coming home and I'd say how was your school day and they'd say fine but such and such a teacher didn't come today so we just we had that period free Mm -hmm. and I said well you know like who was watching you who was taking care of you during that time and they'd say no one they just kind of let us sit there or, or go out on the yard or whatever. No one was there to watch us. Mm-hmm. And I would just be going, what? Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. School system. Yeah. So I love the public school system. Okay. Uh, another thing about Mexico, Mexico for you. Yeah. Oh, Mexico for me. Okay. I love. So in Mexico, people tend to come first like if you're going to have a list of priorities one of them being on time for a meeting or and another thing um stopping to talk to your neighbor usually stopping to talk to your neighbor is higher on the list than being on time for the meeting if yeah that, that was a really long way to say that relationships are important yeah in mexican culture i do love that mm-hmm. yeah you see that all the time and people never act like they need to go or they don't have time for you Mm -hmm. they always and later you might find out that they were strapped for time and they did need to get away but they never end a conversation abruptly Mm -hmm. or run out the door none of that I gotta go see Mm -hmm. later kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that we're so famous for in the United States yeah 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 or even um this is I've had to I've had to learn to be okay with this and now I think I can even say that I appreciate it about the Mexican culture is that people will show up to your house just out of the blue and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your house looks like it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of eating dinner well if you're in the middle of eating dinner you just invite them in right to eat with you and there's a saying here in Mexico where you just like alabum or water to the beans <laughs> and then you have enough for the for your yeah. visitors you know which goes back I think to it goes hand in hand with the gener- being the generosity thing mm-hmm. too but you know people always come first and so yeah. I've learned to it doesn't matter if my house is a disaster if someone shows up at the door that's the most important thing and yeah they get to come in and seem share my disaster with me. Yeah, and they're always sweet and yeah. kind about it. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I'm going to say two at once that kind of go along with that. Okay. Um, one is politeness. Yeah. It, there's like a more, f- there's a formality to the Mexican culture that we have lost in the American culture and I I think we've lost it for good reasons because in the United States we try to make everybody equal mm-hmm. and the formality adds in a distinction between people you know older people receive more respect than younger mm-hmm. people and and things like that but the politeness I just so appreciate I so appreciate how people try to say things in a kind way even when they have something difficult that they want to say or um, how they don't act super overly informal when the situation doesn't 
mm-hmm. you know, doesn't Well, they even have it. the whole formality thing is built into their language. Right. They have a whole different um, conjugation for someone who they want to show more respect to. And we don't have that in right. English at yeah, all. Yeah, and that's huge. Yeah. But I just appreciate it even when I'm somewhere and, and someone says to me, instead of saying hi to greet me, they say good afternoon or mm-hmm. you know and I and I find myself doing that in the United States because I love it so much like I just think it's more respectful or something mm-hmm. it seems a more it seems sweet and the other one that I want to say that goes along with it and I'm sure I'm probably will get booed about this <laughs> one too is chivalry chivalry yeah. is still alive and well in Mexico and um I you know I think we talk a lot about uh, Mexico being a country based on machismo, and I think there are certain aspects of that are, that are true. But one really nice side of it is just the kindness that men extend toward women mm-hmm. and older people, mm-hmm. and even you know young children. There's just a kindness, like. I will stand up so you can sit or I will open a door for you. Yeah, or Or let me help you carry that heavy box. I used to get a little bit offended because going back to the whole being more independent thing, I used to think, I can carry this. I'm strong too. But it's kind of nice now. Now, once I realized it was more just a show of respect Uh and – um, then it was more that than saying, I don't think you can carry it. Let me carry right, it for you. Right. Yeah. I guess that is true. That. You do need to understand the, the motive behind it, but it's just so, it's so kind and I mm-hmm. just really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was one time when I was pregnant and showed up to church for something we were helping with some event and so we were unloading things from the car and I had a cardboard box and it was an empty cardboard box there was nothing there was nothing in it. I think it was a shoe box so you know it was small there was nothing in it and from across the church courtyard our pastor saw me holding that box and yelled somebody get the box from Becky you know I was a woman but even more so I was pregnant and so I was they were wanting caring for me in that way Oh, so sweet. I remember, I think I might have told this on a podcast before, but I remember one time when I was first here, I dropped something on the floor, which is so like <laughs> me. And I, I started to bend over to pick it up, but like there were other people around and the men that were around mm-hmm. reached down and picked it up as fast as they could. And it's, they did it so fast that it scared me. I like <laughs> jumped backwards at first before I realized what they were doing. And now if I drop something in the United States, I'm kind of irritated <laughs> that the men standing around aren't helpful. I don't know. That's silly, but but yeah, I really No, you do just love get it. used to it. I yeah. yeah, the same thing happens to me. Yeah. Okay, so another thing about mm-hmm. the United States that you love. I love baking. Baking isn't so much a thing here. Like if you want to get fresh baked bread or something, you go and buy it. People don't typically bake in their homes. Mm -hmm. And I love baking and I love my house smelling like fresh baked Mm -hmm. cookies. And I just love and it's 
Well, like, it's not so hard now, but when I first came, it was really hard to even get baking in supplies, you know, ingredients and pans and stuff like that yeah. to do baking. You yeah. couldn't even get chocolate chips when yeah. I first moved chocolate down here. Chocolate chips, chips are still elusive in, in Ensenada, I think. Yeah, it's kind of hit and go. Yeah. Somet- sometimes they'll have them and sometimes they won't. I Is think that- it's hit and miss. <laughs> <laughs> Refer back to our other podcast. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> hit and miss. <laughs> yeah so yeah but you can do that now and I think you win a lot of people over all the time with your baked goods you do a good job yeah yeah I love being known as the person who bakes yeah it's so fun yeah you have developed your own kind of identity here Okay, another one that I love about the United States is signage. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. When you are driving down a freeway and you see a sign and it says such and such is in one, one mile, mile and such and such is in two miles and such and such is in two and a half miles. And then you've got two and a half miles to get ready to get off on such and such. There are signs here in Mexico, but they are like at the exit there's yeah. no sign there's yeah, no at the exit. there's no warning or anything so if you're no. in the wrong lane or whatever you you're just gonna go the and wrong way sometimes there are not signs i do yeah have that's to say. true sometimes a lot of, yeah there are not signs. yeah or there sorry i keep interrupting you no fine or go. sometimes there's there are no stop signs I at a place know. where you're still supposed to stop i know and have you ever been in a lane where the lane just ends yes yes so i mean i just really appreciate that about the united states <laughs> i love signs i love many <laughs> signs telling me what to do but actually I would like to say that leads me to something that I love about Mexico. Ooh, Can I share say it? it? Yeah, go for it. So my thing about Mexico that I love, and I actually have a story I want to tell about Yay. this. I have a thing about Mexico that I love is when you come upon a situation in Mexico that is not super readily comprehensible. Let's say you are in a line to get somewhere and you're not sure if you're in the right line mm-hmm. to the right place and you want to know I feel like in the United States culture it's like embarrassing to admit that you because there's don't probably know. a sign somewhere yeah, telling you somewhere <laughs> there's a sign and you should have looked at it but in Mexico it's totally appropriate mm-hmm. totally appropriate because there was no sign say to anybody there is this the right line for such and mm-hmm. such? And every time people are so helpful to get you in the right place. Oh, I have so many stories about how many people have helped me in, yeah. s- in situations like that. But I want to tell a story about me being very Mexican in that way and going and doing something in the United States and how it happened. And I've already told the people that invited me to the wedding that this happened at. So I'm, I don't feel bad <laughs> about sharing it here. But I went to their son's wedding, and I was sitting with a group of people that I knew. And in front of me was sitting, obviously, a family. It was a family that I didn't know. And they were trying to save spaces for other people. And they realized that they were, it was a, I thought it was a kind of informal wedding. And it had, we were sitting outside, and we were sitting in chairs that, they were they were in a line and there were a certain number of chairs in the row but it would 
it was easy to move a chair, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So they were see- seeing that they had one less chair than they needed for all of their people. So I said to one of the people in that group, mm-hmm. you know, being my Mexican helpful, we're all in this together, let's get this job done kind of attitude. I said, you can take one of the chairs from our row because we're not going to be needing it. And there was silence. Like they acted like they didn't even hear me. And I was like, I know, I know they heard me. So I said it again and silence and they acted like they didn't even hear me. So I, (laughs) I'm a little slow on the uptake, I realize. (laughs) So, so I tap one of the guys on the shoulder and he turns around like he hadn't heard anything that I said up until that point. And he said, yes. And I said, we have an extra chair here that you could use if you would like it. And he said, oh, okay. And he kind of turned around like he was going to get it and a woman sitting next to him said to him oh no you can't do that because that they have a certain number of chairs for that spot which is also kind of an American thing so I I realized that my idea of moving a chair from one place to another was not kosher but then as they had something else happen and I said oh I know they needed to save a spot for somebody and I said okay well you can borrow my purse if you want to Mm -hmm. and I in all of that I just realized it was about then that I realized you know in the United States people like to take care of their own deal and they don't really want you to fix a situation (laughs) for them so it was at that moment that I sat back in my chair and I stopped helping (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh culture shock works both ways it works both ways oh my gosh oh that's hilarious yeah yeah Yeah. and it just is what it is it is what it is so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay well other things about american or mexican let's see i had one more on my list for america which it's one of those things once again people are probably going to yell at their speakers (laughs) as they hear this but there's a lot to be said for the American banking system. Yep. A lot to be said. We, I mean, I don't. Explain. Okay. Well, I don't have, I, I still use my bank account in the States, but Hans has a bank account down here. So I know like when he says he's going to the bank. Oh yeah. It's, it's going to be, be like hours. two, three hours mm-hmm. because the line is that long. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see what else. You The personal checks don't exist. So like one time. There was a situation where we had to pay for something down here in Mexico with a personal check. So he had to go wait in that like three hour long line and to get one check. And it I think it was like a cashier's check. It wasn't even a real check, which I know people don't use checks anymore in the States really either. But you you can if you need to. Yeah, Yeah. you need it sometimes. Yeah. And another thing, um, my daughter-in-law, if they put money in a bank account and they don't touch that money for three months, their bank account like gets closed down on them and they have to reopen their account. Yeah. 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 It's, they have all these. Well, to me, they seem weird, but they have all these rules that are just very different than in the States. And it, from what I've seen, it seems like banking is much easier in the States than in other parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I have one more that I love about the United States. Okay. And that is that it's easy to return things to stores. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. 
Oh my, I, I mean, you don't even have to give a reason most of the places, you just return it. Mm-hmm. You just return it and they say, okay, and they treat you really nice, whereas mm-hmm. not so much down here, and mm-hmm. they usually won't accept it back. Yeah, I don't even, usually I don't even try to return yeah, stuff down here because yeah. I haven't been very successful yeah. doing that. One time I returned a moldy loaf of bread, <laughs> which is not the norm, uh-huh. by the way, I, it's yeah, only no. time in my 28 yeah. years yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. gotten a moldy loaf of bread. But I got a moldy loaf of bread and I got it home and it was already moldy. So I took it back to the store, which actually was an American franchise. <laughs> so I thought I might have a good, you know, good experience. Yeah. I took it back and the person said, I did not have my receipt. I will say that, you know, it was groceries. So I wasn't thinking of right, holding on to the receipt, gonna, yeah. you know? And so um, the person said, do you have a receipt? And I said, no, but I just bought it. And he didn't want to give me my money back, but he finally said, okay, I'm going to do it this one time, but I will not do this again, (laughs) so don't try. And so he gave me my money back, and I went to buy the same bread because I really wanted that bread. And when I went to buy the same bread, the ones on the rack were moldy. And so I was able to go and show him, and then he was he felt better about the fact that he had returned it my money to me but yeah no you can't return things here no there was something I'm not going to remember this whole story but I was having a similar conversation with somebody a Mexican and I think um I ordered something online and it was wrong and so I was and so I said oh I can just send it back and they were like blown away Uh yeah I could just send it back and that they said well Oh, I know what it was. A friend of mine had something stolen. They ordered, she ordered in the States, had some ordered something from Amazon and it was stolen off of her porch. And oh. so Amazon just sent her a new one. <laughs> and for some reason that came up in conversation and people here were blown away by that because that's not just not something that happens very often. Yeah. Yeah. I love that kind of customer service. Yeah. So these are the things that I'm grateful for. You're grateful for in our Mexican and our American cultures. Yes, and I would like to reiterate, too, that just because we don't like something doesn't mean it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's just different. Yes, yes. It's not wrong. It's just different. And it's, you know, it's part of our culture being in between two cultures as Mm -hmm. we are to have things that we like and things that we don't like about both cultures. Right. And I'm grateful that we can take the good things Mm -hmm. from our American culture and the good things from our Mexican culture and use those. Yeah. Enjoy them. Yeah. And another fun thing just to end on is when we have our Thanksgiving, we, we always have Thanksgiving here in Mexico. It's one tradition that I've really been adamant about keeping from our American world. And when we have it, we, we almost always have, dear Mexican friends with us and it's really really precious I'm so blessed every year at Thanksgiving time to be able to share a good beautiful tradition with my Mexican friends that they don't have but they love they Uh they just automatically are grateful for a day to take time to express gratitude to God it's pretty sweet yeah it is. Yeah. Very sweet. 
So have a wonderful Thanksgiving, friends. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. And well, love crosses cultures. Yes, it does. Love and food. <laughs> so you should have a really good Thanksgiving. <laughs> See you next time. See ya. If you like what you listen to, please subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Two American Peas in a Mexican Pod. Look for a new podcast to release every other Monday. And remember, love crosses cultures. <laughs>